0: audio Wrangling is a sister site to audio-angling, allowing people with angling and related topics to express them freely, as an insight into what some of the issues were in the early part of the 21st century. My name's Phil Williams, and this is a 2014 recording with British Disabled Angling Association President Terry Moseley, on the topic of Environment Agency project funding. When we had the consultation process with the Environment Agency in the early days, Any question that come up about disability, we had to ask the question, and they would react. I mean, one of the first things we said to them was, do you have a disability policy, a working policy with the Environment Agency? Yes, 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 of course we have. And at that time, when we asked for it, they hadn't got one. There wasn't one. So they created one, and they brought uh, a consultant in from Leeds University to build this policy for them. Well, I've got proof of that, because it was me who asked the question. So I had to work with this... uh, or rather didn't work because she wouldn't listen to us, this lecturer from Leeds University who, who developed the Environment Agency Policy. So we started asking the questions about the carers and how come, it does a carer have to have a license to take somebody else out fishing? And the answer was, well, yes, because if they're touching the rod, they, under the act of the Salinated Freshwater Fisheries Act, if they're holding the rod out of the water, then yes, legally, they would have to have a license. And we said, well, you can't do that because that's discrimination against a disabled person. So they changed it, and they ch- they changed it without notifying anybody else. But if you look if you read the new fish guides, and as in the policy rather than the the bylaws itself, it actually says in there now that under with discretion, a carer can cast and retrieve the line for a disabled person who's unable to do it for themselves. So we changed the law in that way. With regard to larger groups and the environment Agency, has got the power to give concessional block licences to groups of people, whether they're disabled or disadvantaged, and they've got different elements. They've got a group one and they've got a worthy cause licence. We have to give the names and addresses of all the people that's going to be taking part. And they've got the ability within the environment agency to give you that free of charge. And the same with different places, as in an event place they've got the ability to waiver the licence for that particular day. So, you know, if people want to come into a particular promotion thing, like a National Fishing Week, they waiver the licences for that day. They've got this magic wand they find, to and they can say, we'll do you on this day, but we won't do you on that day. So it's slightly amending the rules and the laws. So as in with uh, uh Sarah Collins from Get Hooked, they've got different fisheries that they work around around the country, a lot of them commercial ones. I think it's the coaches that have had an agreement with the Environment Agency that as long as they seem to be coaching for the first time, that they don't have to have a license for that introductory lesson, but they do for the further ones after that. But Sarah says that like she can draw in money as well to buy block licenses and things like that through different funding avenues. It was Mick Watson that started the whole Get Hooked on Fishing fraternity, if you like, or this this huge organization that's grew out of it and having various figures in different parties expanded and expanded. And it got to be the buzzword of government, as in Get Old Fishing did. And it was all the buzzword. It was they were working with NACRO. They were working with all the, you know, getting the kids off the street and stuff like that. And it was what the government wanted to hear. And I know a kid going backwards, but if you step one step aside rather than backwards, there isn't the same need in disability to... Get people off the streets. There's not many disabled people that's running around the streets causing havoc and stuff like that and breaking in and whatever, you know, some of the kids might have been doing. So the end result, what Get Octon Fishing is achieving is very good for society because it will stop people doing things that they shouldn't be doing and giving them a new, a new future and a new way of going about it, a new chance. When disability can't give you anything, what you're doing is you're just doing something for disability. And in their eyes, we don't see many disabled drug takers, we don't see many people needing ASBOs that have got disabilities and and, and things like that. So it's less of a popular subject to approach, whereas the social attitude of getting the kids off the streets and, you know, stop taking drugs, don't do drugs and crime and all that sort of stuff, it pays well. The cast, for me, there's two or three organisations that are called cast. I get confused... Because I did a, a job for the Environment Agency and Cast was one of the people that I went up to see. But this cast was actually in Nottingham. And they built, or they were building, an eco building on an old pit in Nottingham, up by Newarkway. Then there was another cast that was up in the Northwest. I've only given, sent them advice via an email. The fishing under a polytunnel sort of thing. I was watching a video on YouTube, funny enough, about uh, some guys doing it over in Japan, and they always amaze me how many people they can get crammed into one area to catch some fish to be able to eat their own dinner and stuff like that. And that's the difference between what they do and what we do. Bybury Farms are uh, another one. You go down to Bybury, if you catch it, you got to take it, you got to eat it, and it's it's that element. I don't know how Cast would get on in an environment situation and a relationship with the environment agency because I don't know what your role was but as a biologist I know Alan Butterworth from the old days who's now part of the Angling Trust I don't think he would agree with fishing undercover because of the other elements that's in there but then again you've got like the, uh, the places in Cornwall where they're the Eden yeah I mean that's the same sort of thing really To me, it's like the poor cousin of, the cast idea is the poor cousin of, of Eden, and people will have a go at it, though, because it's nature and say, no, it's cruel and you can't do it. Back in the early 80s, there was a group that rented the swimming pool up in Rill, and what they did was they filled it full of trout. I don't remember whether you remember that. They filled it full of trout. It was only open for a few days, and the RSPCA went in and shut it down, purely because people were going in there to catch these trout, And I thought it was a brilliant idea at the time. I thought, that's fantastic. You know, it's absolutely great. You put this thing on, you put a pellet on the end, and then you catch in it. No different to Bybury, but it was because it was indoors. But I think the cast idea of fishing undercover is brilliant. I mean, personally, for a training point and for getting other people in, especially disabled people, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Because you can do that all year long. You know, whether it's freezing outside, it's not going to freeze over an environmental conservation area issue, that's for the Environment Agency to educate people like me who don't really understand that. I see fish. I don't see what's around the fish and what's affecting the fish and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I see the sport as an activity. I'm no expert. And I don't think many anglers are experts either. So it's to the Environment Agency to educate us why we should or shouldn't have it or why it's a positive or a negative project. And more money should be spent on projects like CAST. If it is a positive outcome and a positive project, then more should be encouraged. A particular instance that really enraged us, we, we went, we got invited to a meeting by the Environment Agency in Kidderminster. All the heads of the department were there. Even at the time, the senior people that was running, I can't remember his name there, that was running the Environment Agency itself. They're all there, all the heads of fisheries, Martin Stark and Richard Whiteburn and you know, the names carry on and carry on and carry on. So we put this suggestion forward and said, like, okay, then the environment agency you can't, you, you can't spend all your money and do every peg in the country. We understand that's not, that's not possible. However, if you improve the facilities in how they were constructed in the first place was, um, and I believe it was three areas made one region and there was something like seven regions. So we said, right, if each region had one central fishery that he could spend money into, then those three areas could promote that one and say that's fully accessible, we've invested our money there, and uh, you should be able to do everything. And with all the expertise that's around it, whether it's disability or sport or social or whatever, they could have identified in each of the seven regions at least one. If it worked and they could attract like lottery funding into it as well and a whole load of council money and stuff like that, they would have been like super fisheries, fully accessible, whether you wanted a match on there or you wanted it, you know, you wanted a social event on there or you wanted for coaching or whatever, the money could have been ploughed in there. But instead they decided to have this, what we'll do is we'll scattergun the funding. And if we say we've got 30,000, what we'll do is we'll fire the 30,000 across 130,000 different groups. So you might get a fiver where they need two and a half thousand pounds spent on the project. There's a fiver towards it. So that club spends the fiver trying to stick a plaster on a two and a half thousand pound project. And it didn't work. And it's continually not working. The Angling Trust now have adopted this money, if you like, in a roundabout way. The Environment Agency now has looked at it and so said, we're getting grief for this. So they're trying to filter it through with the blessing of Sport England, filter it into the Angling Trust. So the Angling Trust then spends that money on projects that he believes should be having it. But once again, they've got this limit. They're going to cap it with 5000 So if the project's £100,000, you're only getting 5000 So he's still putting the same old plaster on the same old wound. And they're not prepared to listen to the ideas that us, CAST, get hooked on fishing and everybody else have got, unless you can put the money to it to make it happen. If you make it happen, they'll jump all over you and join the flags and go on the TV and take the recognition with that, look what we've done. But if it costs them money, then they, they don't want to know. And that's just sad to me. It's sad that people spend millions of pounds into the Environment Agency to get a little out, and they should be ring fencing money to make it more accessible, and angling should be part of the people's future, like cycling, like boxing, like football. If football was fishing, we'd all be fishing on gold-plated boxes on the side of the river, Thames now outside, drinking pims, but we're not.